Hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 210. Welcome, yes, Selfold, to Sustainable 210. Aren't you looking full of chocolate? Aren't you looking all... Well, not in a... You know, I just think... No, you look like you've had nice things inside you. Um, That's like when your grandma says, Oh, you're looking well. You're looking well. Do do you mean fat, Gran? Relative relative of mine, uh, an older relative of mine, who I I hadn't seen for a while, when I started to lose my hair... um, so it's 1993. Yes, yes. Well, all right. It was a while ago. Said to me, pointed at my hairline and said, "Oh, have you done that on purpose?" <laughs> when I, <laughs> I think she thought it was a fad. <laughs> you know, I used to like do all sort of singing in church and stuff, like mm. all the time. Mm. Um, the person who was in charge had a rather eccentric partner. And that, and that partner, she was lovely, but, you know, she was a bit weird. And she once said to me, do you have long hair to hide your face? Ah. Which <laughs> I thought was, I mean, perceptive, but also very rude. Very that's, that's rude. A, it's a happy side effect of having long hair. It's surely not the point. Anyway, <laughs> what are we going to talk about this week? Oh. Well, we're going to be talking no, about... No, we are sustainable. <laughs> we are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, didn't we all? Yeah. All about people and the planet and why, despite things being Norse, we can have a little laugh and a chuckle about it every now and then. Yes? Absolutely. Shall I tell right. you what we're going to be talking about this well, week? if you could, yes. Yes. We're going to be talking about Easter eggs, but we're not going to be talking about the bits on the outside of the eggs, the shells... No, we're not going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the middle, the yummy chocolatey bit, the packaging and all of that gumph and why it makes people boring consumerist idiots. Uh, and like what, what, what? How are we talk? How are we not talking about the bit on the outside, but we are talking about both the chocolate and the packaging? Well, because the, the when it came out of the chicken, the Easter egg would have had a big <laughs> shell on it, wouldn't it? But they've got rid of that and replaced the shell with foil and plastic. Okay, so no shell, but lots of Easter eggs. And we're also going to be talking about April Fools, because it is the 1st of April, as we record. Now, April Fools are when companies pretend to be normal people by doing silly little gags that no one believes. However, we're going to be talking about one that people sort of did believe, and it all went a bit wrong, by the company called Volkswagen. Now, Dave, Volkswagen, stay with me. They're going to be making a lot of electric cars in the future, and as we know... They are quieter than normal cars, so people are going to be using their horns more, which means that those cars will be a lot more beepy. BP. 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 Right. So, so this week it's shells that aren't on Easter eggs and BP cars. But we're not talking about shell or BP. No, that's just my linking theme. Just the usual disclaimer. <laughs> we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yeah, and yeah. I do sometimes wonder when they listen to this bit whether our <laughs> employers are like, is this guy for real? Like, but these, we pay this person pounds. But these are very <laughs> actual much... actual currency we give this person. 
our own views. So if anything that you hear makes you want to scream very loudly into the void, take it up with me and Ol, and not with anyone for whom we work. Yes, and just the reminder that this is a listener-supported podcast. So if you like what you hear, oh, for God's sake, I hope you do, um, then please do uh, chip into the costs of the babble. You can fund us on Patreon at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Yes? Absolutely. There's a little box that says, would you like to give us money? And you can just put X on that box. X That's on. Good. That's good. That's good. Thing Dave can't decide if it is good or not. Well, this is a section that is a bit self-explanatory. Dave is confused. He thinks something might be babble and might be awful and might Mm. be worthy of one of his famous rants. But on the other hand, he thinks it might be kind of fine and maybe even good and possibly even life-affirming. What is the thing, Dave? What is the thing? The thing, oh is Easter eggs. Now, as you listen to the babble, it is at the earliest Easter Sunday, which means you may have got an egg. Maybe you have not got an egg. Maybe you are (laughs) listening in a part of the world where you do not get an egg. Maybe you've never heard of the concept of an Easter egg. We're going to come to that, what the hell the concept of an Easter egg is. But for lots of people, Easter eggs have arrived. They have been placed in your sweaty little hands by someone who loves you very much to make you feel better about yourself and to celebrate the death of a dude. Yes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yes. And before you get on your whole kind of high horse... I'm not on my high horse. No, not you. I was going to... This was addressed to our loyal listeners, who I'm now (laughs) accusing of getting on their high horse. They don't Um, have have horses. High horse. No, no horses. And even if they did, they're quite low ones. Like a sort of sausage horse. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what the Babel army ride around on. For that, I'd quite like to see that. (laughs) Here they come. Where? They look a bit lower. Yeah, that's them. <laughs> At sort of ankle height. <laughs> I do not for one think that the problem was that the band was down. I think that the problem may have been that there was a Stonehenge monument on the stage that was in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Um, oh, what was I saying? Right, yes, look, one of the things people like to say about Easter is, oh, it's just a pagan ritual, like it's been co-opted by like Christianity and, it's, and or it's co-opted by people in the marketing world. It's just a pagan ritual. Well, shout out to the rather wonderful Peter Gainsford and shout out to my mate Will, who pointed me in the direction of Peter Gainsford who's one of these clever people who studies things. And he's done an amazing tweet thread, Twitter thread, which is just kind of busting all of the myths about how Easter is really a pagan thing. And basically it isn't, um, or at least at least there is no evidence that it is. And that includes the whole Easter egg thing. Um, and this is a, a tradition which appears to have emerged kind of somewhere in between the 10th and the 13th century, where records at least begin to show that because of the whole giving up eggs uh, for Lent, I guess because they were nice and made you <laughs> full or something, they're like, ah, oh, you can't have that in Lent. That's nice. <laughs> did Jesus? Did Jesus have that did, when he went into that wilderness? Exactly. How many eggs did he have? How many eggs did he have? <laughs> exactly. no, no eggs. Right. Right. How many eggs you got? F- Forty eggs. Give me your eggs. Give me your eggs. Put yeah. them there. Yes. Yeah, so it was the kind of 
uh, it was a bit of a reward for having gone without eggs for all of Easter. It's like, here, have some nice eggs. And there are lots of other traditions going back way, way, way further, you know, thousands of years where they've been decorating eggs and stuff. But the association with eggs as an Easter treat comes from the Middle Ages in Europe. So there you go. There's a bit of history for you. Um, not mine, but Peter Gainsford's. So go and check him out. Hey all, hey all, 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 hey all, hey all, hey all. Now, would you like, before we go any further, an Easter egg sustainability quiz? Dave, there is nothing in this world I like more. Now, what we're going to do is, because we're going to talk, we're not just talking about Easter eggs, we're not sodding QI, we haven't got some elves who are furnishing us with Easter facts. We want to talk about whether or not Easter eggs are uh, a good or a bad thing, because I don't know. So I've dug up some stats, and I'm going to quiz you on the stats. Would you like your Easter egg quiz now, Well. Yep. So, question number one in Easter egg quiz. Oh, have you got any Easter eggs, by the way? Yeah. Uh, got some Easter eggs for baby oil number one, but not for <laughs> daddy oil. <laughs> not for baby oil number two, because he's a shitbox or what? Uh, he's, yeah, he's too young. Actually, that's oh. not true. No, no, we do. We do. Yeah, we have Easter eggs for both of them. It would be World War Three if we did just Easter eggs for the have eldest you, one. Have you done that for one reason and one reason only, that correction, which is like in 20 years' time when your kids listen back to this episode of Babel, you don't want the younger one to feel he was left out? That may have been a factor, yeah. <laughs> Got news for you, baby old two. Go back a bit further, mate. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, um, question number one. In 2019... How many Easter eggs did the average British child receive? Well, I reckon most grands and granddads will have sent one. Most mums and dads would have sent one, would have given them one. Add on a bit of kind of, I don't know, schools. I'm going to say three. Three. Well, according to D. S. Smith, who are uh, they, they are a uh, like a, a waste cricketing management. friend or something. Like <laughs> w. G. Grace and D. S. Smith, my lo- my old cricketing mates. Back in singing for Spandau Ballet, I think. Um, okay, D. S. Smith, I think, is some sort of waste management company. But they had like as 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 that sort of company does, you know, to draw attention to themselves, they have sort of facts. And they said in 2019, the average British child received eight Easter eggs. What? Itch. That cannot be true. Well, I thought that. And I still think it. But I wonder if that includes within it, like, cream eggs. Yeah, or mini eggs. Or mini eggs. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> pack, <laughs> pack of mini eggs. Right. There's 30 in this pack, but you're only having eight. Okay? I mean, averages, right? All that has to happen is that some kid somewhere has to get 100. And then, like, that makes up for 99 kids only getting one. I may have used this example on previous Easter babbles, but have I ever told you about my mate Mark? Uh, go on. He went to a shop, round, you know, like a newsagent around a corner from his house a few weeks after Easter and noticed that they had all of their cream eggs on sale for one penny as a you know, <laughs> massive kind of box of them. Oh, dear. And he was like... I love that. Um, how many is the maximum I'm allowed to buy? And he was like, there's no maximum. How much have you got? And he looked in his pocket and he had £4.39. I'll have 439 please. 
<laughs> so went back, got some carrier bags, came back to the shop, took his 439 <laughs> Easter eggs. And every oh single time any God. of us saw him after that, instead of like bringing some beer to a party or whatever, because this is back in the days where we were, you know, young, virile, uh, party going people, he would turn up with a pocket full of Cadbury's cream eggs. And that was kind of his party trick. Question number two of, again in 2019, approximately, this is according to an article in The Independent, we might have talked about this before. In 2019, approximately what proportion of the total weight of an Easter egg was packaging on average? I would say a quarter. Correct. Yeah. Bang on. Yes, correct. The worst offenders, they surveyed all of the main brands of Easter egg. The worst offender, up to 40% of the weight. It's almost half. Getting on for half of the weight of the Easter egg was the crap you wrapped the Easter egg in. Um, but yeah, on average, in 2019, I'm going to come to this, in 2019, uh, a quarter of the weight was like cardboard and plastic and foil and stuff. Jeez. Well, I mean, that also reflects the fact that most of an Easter egg is air. Yes, uh, and we <laughs> we will come on to talk about this later in terms of are we being mugged off? Question number three: Are you enjoying Easter egg quiz? Yes, you're doing quite well in Easter egg quiz so far. That's so why get I'm on with this. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, question number three: According to Ethical Consumer magazine, what are the three things that are the most important factors to pick an ethical Easter egg? Ooh, is it? Uh, one, could you have reused or um, upcycled your Easter egg? So, is like, has this Easter egg been through the gullet of someone else? <laughs> what? <laughs> has it been? Is it? Has it been guanoed out by yeah. a <laughs> yeah. small child and moulded into another Easter egg, and then you yeah. eat it? Exactly, because that would okay. be the most sustainable. I reckon that's that's got to be the first category, first criteria. No. No? No. No, no. Clue, this is actually about buying an actual Easter egg. Okay, so going to a shop, buying an Easter egg, and it's new. Yes. Okay. And it's not like going to Oxfam and buying an Easter egg that's been donated to Oxfam. No, not a second-hand Easter egg, and nor nor a cream egg that's... Nor 439 cream eggs. Fine. Okay, I reckon it's got to be something about, like, fair trade-y stuff or... or, um, What's the other Correct. one? Rainforest Alliance. Those ones uh, are good, aren't they? F- yeah, so a yeah, certification fair, fair scheme of, of, of actually paying farmers properly and making yeah. sure it's all look for kosher. Look for fair trade, they say, to make sure the person growing your chocolate receives a fair wage and good working conditions. Very good. Uh, I mean, like organic, vegan, any of those? Uh, those organic and vegan. Those are the two missing answers. Oh, yes. super. I'm bloody yes. good at this. I should you do like sustainability or something for a living. I, 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 I know. don't know about this shit. Yeah, so uh, they recommend looking for organic e- uh, Easter eggs because of all the reasons organic stuff. Go back and listen to episode 114 for more on organic stuff when we went Is to that an organic the Helen farm. One? Yes, yeah, it was. That was great. That was one of my favourite episodes. 
And yeah, and uh, is it vegan? Because uh, all the reasons for why veganism is, you know, a thing. Go back and listen to episode 190 for when we talked to that Juliet Galatoli about veganism. Oh. If you get scared and your pulse quickens, I will never call you a chicken. I respect you and chickens. Don't use chicken as an insult. Animals are Question number four, Ol. Uh, again, according to Ethical Consumer magazine, what are the three things to not purchase the three things in an easter egg that are a bad sign when it comes to ethical purchase so the three things to avoid pate <laughs> spam <laughs> spam eggs um, someone Scott, else could have made bonnets. my mate malcolm would have made a spam egg he loves spam so much he, bought, he was on he was on the internet the other day in his new t-shirt with spam on it <laughs> he makes spam curries not because he's got spam left over, just he loves spam. He loves spam. Yeah. Superb. I, I want to meet this this Malcolm. <laughs> he sounds excellent. <laughs> Who was the first person you saw when lockdown finally eased? Oh, my mate Dave's mate, Malcolm. <laughs> Spammy Malcolm. Spammy he, just Malcolm. Sounds, he just sounds <laughs> really good fun. Loves spam. No, come on, shut up and answer the question. Uh, what right, what should, we avoid? Be, what should we be avoiding? Well, um, I suppose excessive packaging. Correct. Yes, um, lots of Easter eggs come wrapped in foil, cardboard, and plastic. Yeah, so like, I mean, of those, the plastic is the most evil, I should think. Um, but just excess anything is is to be avoided. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> like all the opposite of the good things I said. So, well, if it's made by any of the bastards, like Nestle or Mondelez or something, Mondelez, whatever they're called. Yeah, I mean, they don't actually say they don't specifically say the word bastards so much i mean they've got a list of and this is from i think when is this from now dum 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 uh two years ago 2019 so they've got a list of like the most ethical easter egg which has basically all the vegany ones at the top some of which are bloody nice like booja booja i think they're i think they're the ones that that when you buy a booja booja easter egg you're buying like a, a wooden egg inside which is loads of nice booja booja truffles so i think they don't like i think that's what it is you buy okay. the packaging is like it's that or something and it goes basically down so all of the th- you know when you go to like you know a health food shop and you buy expensive posh chocolate it's all of that stuff right move free and divine and tradecraft and Montezuma's divine and is the one I, yeah i remember divine yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, yeah and then right down at the bottom is basically anything made by nestle <laughs> Like pretty much, and, and don't, yeah, so, don't they yeah. own either Nestle or Mondelez? Don't they own Green and Blacks now? I'm sure. I'm sure they're like Green because Green and Blacks Ooh. used to be the kind of like the darling of all the kind of chocolatey world, and then they got bought by one of those big bastards. Well, they're certainly and Green and Green and Blacks are considerably closer to the bottom of this list than the top of it. That's well, I'm sure. fairly I'm not, sure. I'm not a subscriber, so I can't read why. But yes, okay. Well, I'm fairly sure it's because they're owned by one of them, and it's not that like being owned by a big boy is necessarily bad is that there is very little transparency on the kind of um well on the sourcing of the of the chocolate and whether they're paying farmers and all the rest of it so yeah disappointing because green and blacks is tasty missing one I'm, i'm getting bored of this now the one you're missing is pesticides so Look out for, uh, yeah, but it's basically the opposite. Of the first <laughs> Why one. do you look so, out like, for that? Well, you've like, got organic. Imagine organic, organic. don't go, 
Um, this one comes with a free toy inside and also some pesticides. <laughs> like, how the hell no. am I supposed to look organic. out for pesticides? Organic. Get organic. I, Get organic. Right, but that's two sides of the same coin. I know. Right, last question. Shut up and listen. Last question, Easter egg quiz. Come up with five alternatives to Easter eggs in one minute. Christmas Go. eggs. Um, Eid eggs. No. Ramadan stop, eggs. Stop, 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 stop. Not other, not the Easter bit of it, the egg bit of it. Oh, okay. To come up, come up with five <laughs> alternatives um, that you mu- that have been suggested. Okay, so this has been suggested. But also, by- Ramadan eggs would be a terrible idea because you're supposed to be fasting in Ramadan. So, eat eggs is a much better idea than <laughs> Ramadan eggs. In 2019, again in the Independent, they suggested they ended the article by suggesting five things that you might do instead of purchasing an Easter egg for someone. What? And see if you can get any of these in one minute. <sighs> Go. Is this going to be one of those really desperate equivalents of like, instead of a Christmas tree, you can put a picture of a Christmas tree on your wall? You're in the right. You're thinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be like, use some sort of nice wooden egg and like hide those for your Easter egg hunt. And you can use them year after year and your children will hate you, but you can use them year after year. Correct. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. Yeah, they actually suggest using plastic eggs, which I'm going to definitely talk to you about in a minute. Okay. What else you got? 30 seconds left. Um, uh, 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 well, real eggs. Blo- so eat real eggs and then like blow them. I've done that. Blowing eggs is quite fun. And then you can paint them and make a nice little scene. That is quite enjoyable. How Good did that kids. go down if that's what you did with Baby one No, no, I haven't done it with children. <laughs> Obviously, no, no, I haven't no. done it with children. 15 seconds left. I, got, I can't think of anything else. All right, Scrambled let's eggs, stop poached. This, let's stop um, this. Let's stop this. Right. Uh, according to the article, some suggestions are: uh, yes, you could use plastic eggs instead of real eggs. Um, you could make an egg yourself. Oh, I've done that. I did that for Mrs. Ol in the early days of our relationship, <laughs> where I did nice gestures. I made. <laughs> I made a nice Easter egg using yeah. a mould. Just got an image of you laying an egg. <laughs> <laughs> but done in a minute it's um it is it is smarting a bit but i love you so make one yourself yeah so you can buy molds to make eggs with um in, you can make a flat egg so instead right. of making you can buy them you can buy flat eggs apparently some people will sell you like a thing that is essentially a big chocolate bar rather than all the packaging i mean it is a chocolate bar isn't it a flat chocolate egg is yes a chocolate yeah. bar uh pick ones that are more easily recyclable blah, 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 blah. and then this is my favorite one uh be healthy and don't eat chocolate <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. which i feel um, is precisely nailing the practical answer <laughs> to the question at hand it's, all, it's, it's, it's a very... only the way that a slightly weird greenie can do yeah, and I think it's very sort of pertinent to our times, isn't it? Because as we emerge from, what's it been, like four months of really brutal wintry lockdown, four I think what people ago. want to hear is, don't have chocolate. Don't have chocolate. Don't have, don't have joy. No. Don't treat yourself. Just, you know, Grass. sit on your ass, probably in the dark, feeling very smug about the fact that you're not, you know, having an unhealthy snack.
So that was Easter Egg Quiz. Oh, don't know how much you got. Think you did all right. Well done. Oh, thank you very um, much. Now, I wanted to pick up on a couple of things. So we talked in Easter Egg Quiz about packaging. And you will notice that very studiously I was giving you stuff from 2019. I think we might have talked... I've got a vague feeling we talked about some of this stuff at the time, a couple of years ago. I think we might have that guy who is um, listening to all of our episodes chronologically and is currently about 2018, he'll, he'll get there. He'll find out soon, won't he? He will, but he won't know that we're asking him to find out soon until he gets in, will he? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, otherwise a good point. Um, But supermarkets, a thing that genuinely appears to be the case is that Easter eggs are getting a lot less full of crappy. Did you see this? Full of crappy? A lot less full of crappy. Like a lot less kind of plasticky and wasting. Yes. No, I did see this. I did see this. And I was all ready to kind of fire off the babble um, alarm and my babble antenna was 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 poised and was um, you know was ringing but actually I think it's quite good so they, there is an article in something called the Retail Gazette which says um, this is what the, the supermarkets are doing on uh, their own Easter eggs in terms of packaging and stuff and basically I mean there's a spectrum but basically they're all doing some pretty good stuff for instance Aldi it says here has committed to remove plastic packaging from its entire Easter egg range. Supermarket is, is switching from plastic packaging to pulp trays uh, and it, uh, on its remaining egg lines, meaning all Easter egg packaging in England and Wales will be plastic-free by the end of the year. Easter's I mean, not at the end of the year, is it? They sh- yeah, <laughs> ideally they would have done that <laughs> by Easter, but I suppose yes. by Easter 2022. um if, it, if there is one. If there is one, if we get that far, there won't be any plastic packaging on Aldi's eggs. And it says here that that's going to see the removal of 900 tonnes of non-recyclable plastic, which is equivalent to 24 million bits of plastic, which it's I think that's not, that's not insignificant, is it? I, th- I think that's yeah. quite good. And there's, I'm not going to read them all out, but there's basically kind of similar things from the co-op, from Sainsbury's, from Waitrose. No, no, the Sainsbury's one is fantastic. I think you slightly missed the Sainsbury's one because this is oh, an I article. Did which reading is, that one, yeah. Yeah, no, this is an article which is all about the amazing things that the various retailers are doing on uh, Easter. So uh, Waitrose has got rid of uh, it's halving the <laughs> amount of plastic on its own brand Easter eggs. Aldi this is switching is away so from plastic good. on its own brand Easter eggs. The co-op is removing plastic packaging from its Easter eggs, and Sainsbury's has reduced the packaging on its pancake mix. <laughs> By 86% no, Dave. By 86%. So that packet of pancake mix is 86% less plasticky than it was. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. And and at which point in the process of eating an Easter egg does the pancake mix come in? I'm I'm confused. Okay, one last time. These are small but the ones out there are far away. So, yeah, I mean, by the time of listening, you will probably have found out the extent to which Easter eggs are more or less um, plasticky. I spectacularly uh, took my eye off the ball due to being incredibly busy and important and totally neglected buying my two nephews and a niece Easter eggs this year. It's the thing I've liked to do a bit in recent years. Um, last year, I got all all organised and I sent them one of them posh, you know, or three of them 
posh little posh Montezuma's things sent me in a post Ooh, this year. Nice. Totally forgot. Good uncle. So I, um, You're a good uncle. Good uncle. Well, this year, bad uncle because I completely forgot. And I, I messaged uh, my brother and I said, "Shit, I've forgotten. Have here's some money." Go and go and get them. But I said, please try and get some eggs for the kids that don't have plastic in. And he sent me pictures of eggs, like branded, you know, normal brand. I can't remember what it was, but something not weird, like a dairy milk or something like that. Um, apparently plastic free. Apparently. I mean, it's it like, yeah, it's, it's a good example of one of those things where people have just been shoving loads of plastic at things because that's what they do. Like it doesn't even... It's not like a problem to remove it. It's not one of those things which is difficult. It's like, oh, I'd want to get rid of the plastic, but that's going to make this product a lot shitter. It's just, no. until a couple of years ago, no one thought having loads of plastic around an Easter egg or anything was weird or problematic. So that's just what happened. And it's, a, it's kind of a good example of how like it just doesn't need to happen on a lot of stuff. So here's the thing. I, uh, we, this has been flagged up as an eco thing. It's from a company called uh, Maud Baraud. Maud Baraud? I don't know. Maud, Maud Borup. Maud Borup. Um, and they sell eco eggs, thing called eco eggs, to reduce environmental impact, right? And I was like, ooh, good. I wonder what that is. And what it is, is plastic Easter eggs. Like... Plastic Easter eggs? Plastic Easter eggs. And, you know, 28 of these things in a packet and they're made from recycled plastic recycled content they are non-toxic and durable but they're still plastic well i mean and they've been marketed pretty bloody durable that's the point isn't it right and they're being marketed as eco and i presume the line of thought goes when you do your easter egg hunts buy these once and use them for like as long as your kids are interested in doing Easter egg hunts. So you don't every year go and buy new ones. A bit like the coffee cup keep cup argument, right? But surely, what? surely, <laughs> a plastic non-recyclable, presumably egg, is worse than a thing you eat and can recycle the outers of, isn't it? I would have thought so. Yeah. I would have thought well, so. Well, also, good luck trying to persuade a child or a, or a number of children that it would be really fun to hunt around the garden for eggs that the Easter Bunny has left only for them to, to, to discover that they're not eggs that you can eat, they're eggs you can use again next year for this pointless and unfulfilling and unsugary and unchocolatey, deliciously Easter egg hunt. Children will hate you for that. Like properly, viscerally hate you for that. I will hate you for that. I've been in your service since I was two and a half, my lord. Well, that must be why I'm so utterly sick of the sight of you. And what do you make, Ol? What do you make of Fortnum and Mason's sailboat chocolate Easter egg? What do you make of this? Because talking about Babel antenna going off, when I first saw this, I think I whumped it at you. I said, oi, you, check this out. And I whumped this over. I said, look at the Babel on this. And then when you look at it, you're like, it's silly, but it's not Babel. Is it? Yeah, I mean, I had the same reaction. So I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be like that. What did you, you say? It's like that handbag that will I am, will.ia.am or bell.end, Bell, as you bell call it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like that, a complete nonsense thing. But 
I mean, it's expensive. It's Fortnum and Mason, for God's sake. For anyone listening who doesn't know what Fortnum and Mason is, it's a very posh shop in Piccadilly in London that's been there for 300 years. And it's where you go to spend a lot of money on a very small thing, um, just so that you can say, I've bought something from Fortnum and Mason. And, And they do very nice things, but they're, you know, posh and expensive, which is what this Easter egg is. But... It describes itself as all eco-friendly. Um, it's called a sailboat chocolate egg, and it is mm. 30 quid for 150 grams of the thing. Uh, and it says it's expertly crafted from our wave-riding, fa- fairly farmed sailboat chocolate. Yeah. What, what's it the wave-riding bit? Well, it literally gets... So it comes from... The I think Granada, where the chocolate is made, right? It comes from there, and it's all sort of sung to, and you know, gently coaxed <laughs> into meld. Ge- yeah, gently coaxed into the right shape, and given a pep talk and several years of training, and then it's put onto a sailboat. It's not just a clever name; it That's is literally sailboat, right? I yeah. Okay. So it li- so it then comes all the way over to I think I want to say Ireland I think it goes all the way to Ireland. Yeah, they then take it to a, a fancy factory in Ireland, which is solar powered. Um, yeah, no, no, but is... before it gets before that, you've missed a bit because oh. it arrives at the coast of Ireland, gets off the sailboat and gets onto a horse and cart. And it is then taken by horse and cart <laughs> from 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 the port in Ireland to the chocolatier, chocolatier, I don't know how you pronounce it, in Ireland, who then smack Ch- it about a bit, do whatever, do, do whatever it is you do to it, you know, give it a right see and to in a posh way. Um, and at that point, it is then put back onto a sailboat, I assume, and transported to the very posh shop. Um, I bet it is. And at, no I bet point, at that point, it goes in a lorry. <laughs> no, no, no. They say, they say, no, electric vans. Electric vans. They said to get to the end bit, it goes in an electric van. And they claim it is as zero emissions as it's possible to get, whilst not discounting that somewhere some diesel might be used in something. But they say it's like 99%. Um, fossil fuel free and it's like beyond fair trade it's kind of like you know they the farmers own considerably more than you and i do and well, that's not hard really is it and that's why it costs 30 quid and it's so it's, it's it's a thing called sailboat chocolate and this is an egg of it that's what it is got it okay i've now opened a page that you had open and i was like how does he know all of this stuff because previously the one i was looking at didn't say any of that um, so, so now I know. Well, I mean, it's like obviously it's ridiculous. Obviously, like it's elitist and kind of well, posh well. and everything else. But you can't say it's babble. You can't say no. that it's pretending to be green when it isn't. No, because it's, it is being green. It's very green, and yeah. I mean, it's problematic in lots of ways that green things are expensive. I mean, they don't have to be, obviously, but in this instance, the green thing is the very expensive thing. But Yeah, the, they do have every single bean is going to get its own pillow in a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's fair enough. Um, but before you get too excited, uh, they're out of stock. Well, not surprised. It's <laughs> the day before Easter. <laughs> <laughs> This gets to the crux of the issue, though, somewhat. And let's shut up talking about Easter eggs. But why I am not sure if they are a good thing or not, right, is A, they are pretty wasteful things, but they seem to be getting less so. And, like, in the scheme of things, is it something to get upset about? That's thing number one. Um, I'm interested in your views on that. But then the other thing is, like, we are Muppets for buying these things, aren't we? 
I mean, we are Muppets for buying these things. Yeah. Yeah, in the sense that, because you did some maths, didn't you? You did some Dave's math, Dave maths. And um, go back and listen to the episode where we talked about the coal mine. Uh, well, no, go back and listen to the episode oh, after yeah. the one where we talked about the coal mine, where we apologised for Dave's maths such that we had to take Dave's maths out of the original um, episode. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. So this one won't get me in the same amount of trouble and potentially derail a significant campaign, but and it might very well be wrong. But if it okay. is, it will have less impact. So I did some maths anyway, which is trying to work out what the how much you are paying for the chocolate in an Easter egg relative to what you would pay for that amount of chocolate not in an Easter egg. Yeah, I chose one at random. It was a 12 bar. Apparently cost £12, a 12 egg. £12 on Amazon. Call us that link. Click that link. See what it says. £12. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. um, And basically, it's got as much chocolate in it, including the 12 bars that you get, as five 12 bars. But it costs £12. But five 12 bars you can get for like £3.50. So you're paying a considerable amount more. And I think that's the thing about Easter eggs that, like, from an environmentally point of view, is just, like, the pointless consumption bit of it all. Um, And, like, the fact that we're so easily kind of gauded into buying these shiny things. Well, we're mugged off. We're definitely mugged off, aren't we? It's like, you know, in terms of the kind of actual nutritional benefit, or not even, just the the amount of chocolate you're eating... You know, it's it's as you say, it's it's no more than a couple of chocolate bars worth, which you could get for a lot less if you just bought a couple of chocolate bars. So, yes, we are completely, you know, they see us coming a mile off and they flog this stuff to us, which is just a small amount of chocolate in a fancy shape. But you can say that about a lot of things. Like, it's yes. Just, yes. you know, yes. it's just you a bit can. fun. I suppose from a kind of pure environmental point of view, because it's so much of it is air, you know, they must take up a lot of space to cart millions of Easter eggs around because there's so much true. of it is there. So you've All the lorries. got a lot of lorries and vans carting things around that are actually carting around air. So it's not they're not very heavy, those vans, but they're full, and so you need more of them. So it's probably a bit shit from that point of view. But I do, I just find it hard to get really cross about a thing which happens once a year and is not going to be the thing that determines whether or not we get ourselves out of the, the planetary pickle. And I know you can't you can't apply that to everything. You can't just look at everything and say, is this a single thing <laughs> which is going to determine whether we get on track for 1.5 degrees or not. But I'm more, I'm just much more angry and cross and shouty and screechy about the big stuff. Like, how are we going to have our electricity made? How are we going to move around? How are we going to heat our homes? What are we going to eat? Like every day, not just on Easter or a few days around Easter. So I find it hard to get really upset about it. And on the other hand, I do think it's nice. Like my my vision of a good life does include the ability to have like fun Easter eggs at Easter, you know, I don't. I don't want to just cancel all fun. Do you feel the same about Easter eggs as you do about Christmas trees? I think like, I do. Yeah, fun, fun, fundamentally, basically indefensible, but it brings a little bit of joy to your pampered life. Yeah, I think that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Don't take this away from me. It's one of the few things left. Is basically how <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Shard of the 
Right, Schadenfreude time. Best ever example of Schadenfreude. Uh, in fact, there were two. Was Tony Abbott special? Go back and listen to episode 23A. Very good. Oh, bang on. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, and also the Donald Trump Schadenfreude special, which was oh, 199? One. One. 191. Yeah. Good. Uh, which is good. So Schadenfreude is when someone who does something silly, it comes back to bite them in the ass. And this is basically what we're talking about here in the context of April Fools. Oh, I hate April Fools. I, I hate, hate April Fools. I hate it, hate it, hate it. It's, it's so, so stupid. annoying. It makes me think of, it makes me kind of think that someone's going to do something mean to me personally. It makes it makes me feel like I felt in the playground. It makes me feel like that time at school when they told me non-uniform day had been cancelled. One of my friends called me up and said non-uniform day had been cancelled. No, so it's true. So I went to school in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's not funny at all. That's very mean. Um, and it clearly has stayed with you. Well, they've also, like, I suppose it's a measure of the fact that our lives are now boring and, you know, work-oriented and stuff. But the most I see, the most I come into contact with April Fool's Joke is when, like, corporations are trying to be zany, which is even worse. Mm. So the good news is sometimes it can go really badly wrong. Um, So this is a story that you may have seen, um, which involves everyone's favourite emissions... um, What's the cheat, word? Device. Well, 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 it's, it's cheat, dodging. What's cheating. The, uh, yes. Uh, tickling. Emissions tickling, tickling. company. Sue Ol, please, Volkswagen, not me. Um, go back and listen to episode, I think, 25 for more on Naughty Volkswagen. Naughty, naughty Volkswagen. Naughty yeah. Volkswagen. Um, and as uh, partially in reaction to that, and partially in reaction to the fact that, you know, the car industry is changing because of all sorts of other stuff, Volkswagen, like many other car companies, are increasingly selling electric cars so they're moving more and more of their you know they, the, the vision is electric vehicles and that is good and that is fine right um and but what they decided to do was to give themselves a little bit of a shove because apparently their their brand has not really been doing tickety boo since that whole emissions thing so they thought what they would do would be have a little bit of a laugh and they posted um on monday so about three days before april fools they posted a draft press release on their website saying they were changing their name from volkswagen to volkswagen as in volts that's very clever isn't it isn't that clever i'm gonna use my brains for the first time in my life considering these circumstances sir do you really believe that's wise You, there must have been some high virtual high-fiving over the team meeting in Zoom when they yeah. came up with that one. But because they were really committed to this, they then took that press release down, so it made it look like it had gone up by mistake. And then the next day, they put out oh, another right. press release. I saw this at the time. I saw this. Oh, right. was, people were saying, oh, like an overzealous marketing executive accidentally right. released the April Fool's press release. No, released the press release about the name change yeah. early. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and then... It's just very clever from a kind of... They, this was the plan, right? And then they, the next day, they put out a media release saying, yeah, it's true, we're going to call ourselves Volkswagen in the United States as a, quote, public declaration of the company's future forward investment in e-mobility. What the hell future forward is supposed to mean? I don't know. Um, and then later on that day, they said, um, no, that was, a, that was a joke. It was supposed to be an April Fool's joke. Um, and so, like, within the course of 24 hours, they d- did a press release saying they were changing their name, took it down again, put another one up saying they're changing, na- changing their name, took it down again. 
um, which was described as by a senior person of Volkswagen. It was described as an interesting idea from the market. But yeah, Volkswagen, the big, big parent company in Germany was like, yeah. hmm, that is an interesting idea you've employed over there. But isn't it like the point is that like, People thought this was genuine because it was before April Fool's. Yes. So, all so the they, motor- just, yeah. they wrote it all up. So the motoring press were like calling up Volkswagen on the Monday and the Tuesday going, look, is this a joke? Because by the time this comes out, it'll be April Fool's and you're going to make us look ridiculous, right? Is this a joke? Is this a joke? Tell us now, is this a joke? Better not be a joke. And Volkswagen were like, no, no, it's definitely not a joke. It's for reals. For reals. Write it. Write it. So like all of these things have gone to print and all of these articles were actually written that say, that say Volkswagen changing its name to Volkswagen, not an April Fool's joke, right? And if Volkswagen come out and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, that, you know, that was a joke. And like, so the car, the, the one bit of the entire journalism world that you need to think you're not a bunch of twats, <laughs> i.e. motoring journalists, right, now think they're a massive bunch of twats is basically what's happened here. And it's, it's backfired hugely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not brilliant, is it? Given that this is all in the context of having to desperately try to improve their brand after the whole, oh yeah, we've systematically lied about and cheated tests so that our cars are much more polluting than they appear to be and like people are dying because of that. <laughs> so like, bit of a brand problem. And what we'll do to fix that is make all the car journalists look really silly and haters forever. So a few other uh, April Foolsy things that we noticed. Oh, uh, I can't believe we're giving this the oxygen of publicity. I know, but you know, what, what else is there to talk yeah. about? My absolute favourite. My absolute favourite because it's like it's not even pretending it's a serious <laughs> thing. It's just a gross idea. Is the um, <laughs> is the meatball bath bombs? Did you see this one? Uh, I haven't deliberately haven't opened this because I think it sounds foul. Okay, so there's a, it's in a, a restaurant called Frankie and Benny's. It's been around for 25 years. Uh, and to celebrate that anniversary, they decided to announce a limited edition meatball bath bomb, which lets you bathe in the aroma of its signature meatballs al forno to celebrate 25 years of the iconic dish. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> thing is, I know, I think my mate Malcolm might quite like a, uh, a spam might. bath bomb. <laughs> it brings all the aromas of the mouthwatering dish to your bath time. Um, and as, as you submerge in it, uh, so, sorry, as you su- submerge the bath bomb in water, you'll be greeted by scents of pork and garlic. Oh. Which <laughs> I think it's... I just think that's quite good. Like it's that's the good sort of April Fools. It's a silly yeah. idea. No one believes it. It's a bit gross and silly, harmless fun. Right, that is just about it for another episode of Babble. Thank you very much, Dave, for splendiferously babbling as ever. Thank you to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends, and intertwinkles this podcast. And thank you to Arthur Stovall who does our logo. Um, what is on our t-shirts what you can buy on our website at www.sustainababble.fish and just click on the t-shirty bit 
you can get in touch with us. You can tell us what you thought of the show. You can email us at hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon, or on the Facebook. Just search Sustainababble. And if you like what you hear, please do remember be moved and motivated by the fact that this is a listener-funded podcast, and we could very much do with your dosh to keep this show on the road. You can chip into our Patreon at wobbly 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 slash sustainababble. And if you can't or won't do that, then please at the very least give us a nice review and a rating on your podcast medium of choice and tell someone all about the babble preferably someone very influential (laughs) we only care about important people is that what you're saying not only mostly right okay i am off to sit around and buy flat easter eggs and tell my children they should be happy with plastic easter eggs forevermore Um, and become a lonely individual as a result. You? I'm off to Sainsbury's to try and get some knockdown Easter eggs for a lot cheaper than they would have been about two days ago. Uh, Always thinking, Dave. Always Always thinking. Always thinking. Always thinking. Okay, bye. Bye! (laughs) Don't laugh there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're not allowed to laugh at that. Um...